For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo, time to break out the checkbook. Break out the checkbook. Goodell handing out fines. Oh no, not my money. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Not my money. He can't find me. No, sir. (laughs) This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, Goodell wants his money. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, got a three-pack of Real Thing or Not for you, E.D. We're going to bring that back here okay. today. Um, we're going to get into that as well. Um, but first, as always, want to remind you to continue to get involved in the show. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Go ahead, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. You can get involved. Hit us up on, on social media, on Twitter. I'm at Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and run today's show is brought to you as always by bet online um the month of june has come and gone right hello july but still a ton of exciting sports action for you to bet on bet online is where you can find it basketball and hockey playoffs uh, to baseball's marquee matchups including prop bets and futures bet online has all the latest odds news and information for all your online sporting bet needs visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Uh, some fines were issued, uh, uh-huh. ED, and um, Goodell ain't playing about his money, right? Which, I mean, he never is, right? I mean, you know, I've heard stories about guys just having envelopes waiting for them, you know, when they come to the facility. Uh, sorry, was, was it Tuesdays or Wednesday? No, not Tuesdays. Was it Wednesdays when they got to the facility? They they would just have a little little envelope there waiting for them? I, I know a, not what you speak of. No. <laughs> it was a, a ticket for whatever it was that, that they were fined for. Well, uh... There's some fines handed out. The 49ers, Jaguars, and Cowboys all fined for uh, OTA violations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niners and Cowboys fined 100000 each. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McCarthy uh, fined $50,000 each. And then the Jaguars, whoa, a whopping 200 large. And Urban Meyer fined 100 large. He ain't even coached a game yet, and he no, just yeah, got really. fined. A hundred, a hundred large. But uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago in terms of you know Kyle sort of you know massaging it as if to say you know okay we want forty days off before the guys come back, want them to yeah. rest this that or the other. Okay, what are we really talking about here? Like why why is why is why is Goodell asking for money? Oh well, you broke the rules. That's all. You you break the rules. There's a fine involved. That's that's what you do when you're dealing with um, grown men in the NFL. I mean, what what are you gonna do? What are you, you gonna put a guy over your over your knee and spank him? So no. So the deterrent is. Guess what? You can break the rules, but if you break the rules uh, blatantly, 
it's going to cost you. I'm going to hit you in the pocket. I'm going to hit you where it hurt. Because talking about you, chastising you, um, Goodell could have a press conference and say how bad these guys are for doing it. So the, the way I'm going to get you is some type of equity. So I can either go into your draft picks to affect your organization, or I can simply reach into your pockets. And and the lesser the fine, the uh, I mean, the lesser the infraction, the lesser the fine. So it takes a lot for them to say we're going to take draft picks or something like that for, from you. So they just go into your pockets saying that's the slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Like, really, like, like, is this necessary? And the thing about it, see, those are after-tax dollars, too. So that 50 grand, that's really like 100 grand. Because you think about it up in the Bay Area, you got about 54% of your check gone before you even see it when you're in the NFL. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, that's, so that's like that's like 100, cause 50, 50 grand after taxes. That's like 100 grand fine, man. So um, trust me, that hurts. I don't care how much money you make. That hurts. And this is one that Goodell has to do it because it's one of those, like you said, it's, it's a rule that you put in place, collectively bargained for by the players. They're not supposed to be getting, uh, there's not supposed to be contact this time of year, so they don't have the contact. Uh, some fines are ridiculous. I mean, I, I got fined, I got fined $10,000 for my jersey being too short in the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl? I was still mad about that. I got fined. Wait, first of all, it's the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl? It's the Pro Bowl. That's number one. Number two is the Pro Bowl. I don't even want to play football at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Nobody wants to play football at the Pro Bowl. Nobody wants to kind of play football. You don't want to play. You want to go over there for the week. You want to enjoy it. I still say the Pro Bowl should be a skills contest because nobody wants to play football. And it's never going to be a good game because you can't sort of play football. And a game that doesn't matter, nobody wants to play. That's number one. Okay. Number two, it's not you gave me the uniform. It's not my uniform. You made my uniform for me. So I go over there. You give me my all-star uniform. You have cut my jersey short. That's the way you made my jersey because that's the way you made my jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get fined $10,000 for my jersey not being tucked into my pants. When you cut my jersey, you I mean, you come custom tailored my jersey to not go into my pants. In other, in other words, it's not your fault. <laughs> so, so I'm still so yes, I'm still so some of the fines in the NFL are ridiculous. Or maybe the, the NFL needs a new do. tailor, right? Maybe, maybe they need yeah, a new so, tailor. Well, I mean, it's just like some of the reasons and some of the things they do. So you decide, you know, because at any moment they can find you for your jersey not being tucked. Your well, they they have they have the police. I I actually know a guy oh, yeah. who's who's the police. Oh yeah, he's the sock police. Yeah. That's, that's what we that's what we call him, the sock yes. police. Because they'll they will find you if your socks are too high. They'll find you if if too much color is showing, if not enough color is showing. They'll find you if you have on the wrong color shoes because the team has you have to have a certain base color. So if your base color for a team is a dark color, if you have more white than dark, then it's a fine. If it's if it's if it's white, if there's more dark than white, it's a fine. Um like say, like back in the day when we had stripes showing on our socks. If 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 you didn't have your stripes showing, they'd fine you for having too much red. And I, so all of these type things. And the reason being, it's the same reason. It's the same reason that you that you have turf fields now. Um, turf fields have nothing to do with the speed of the game. They have nothing to do with um, player safety or lack thereof. Turf fields are all about keeping uniforms clean. It's about merchandising. It's about showing the logos on TV. Because remember. 
football is a TV show. So they they don't want they don't want mud bowls. They want to be able to see the logos. They want you to see the jerseys. They want you to see that Nike is sponsoring this. They want you to see the NFL symbol. They want you to see the SF on the sides of the helmets. That's why you play in turf. No other reason. It's 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 simply so that you can keep the uniforms clean so that they can advertise their product. That's what it's all about. You don't so, say. So they have these crazy rules about socks and jerseys and all of these things, and and they'll let you get away with things. Because like I said, I, I played, I was a pro bowler, so they didn't bother me about my jersey not being not being tucked in. That's why when they made my uniform, they basically had my my uniform, my my um trainer, they got, I mean my equipment guy. They asked him how does he have, like his jerseys, and they cut my jersey based on the way I did it, and then they find me. But you didn't get fined all season for it. Didn't get fined all season. Didn't get fined a, a single season that I wore <laughs> it like that ever, ever. They find me at the Pro Bowl. So back to back to those guys and having to pay those fines. Some of them are stupid. This is this right here is one that you can't do. Um, uh, this is something that you you got to talk to your players about. You just can't have the contact. And I've said it before, and we can move on. I can move on. I don't have anything else to say, add to it other than you can practice your skill set without ever touching a guy. It's not necessary. That that play, the, the uh, one-on-ones with the hand contact and the battling and all of this stuff, all, all of those things, it's not necessary to compete like that this time of year. It's really not. Save that for training camp. Save that for when you're getting ready. You can work on your skill set. You can work on your footwork, your hand placement, everything that you need to do without touching a guy. It's not necessary uh, because once you start competing, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you put if you put those two players together, if you put an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman next to one another, there will be contact. If you put a DB and a wide receiver in a bump and run situation, there will be contact. That's what. That's how we're wired. Guys are wired to compete, and you play a physical game. So that's that's why Kyle Shanahan got fined. It's on him to not put the players in those type positions this time of year. So that's why the team and the coach got fined as opposed to the players. Kyle Shanahan fined fifty thousand dollars. The Niners fined one hundred thousand dollars as an organization. Uh, those same amounts handed out to the Cowboys and their head coach, Mike McCarthy, as well. And then the Jaguars find a whopping 200K and Urban Meyer 100K for uh, for OTA rules violations. Um, This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the League Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, we are – I got a three-pack of real thing or not for you, E.D., now time for real thing or not. I got a three-pack okay. for you. We're going to get into it early here on this one. I see. I um, see. Let's do it. So first thing for you, this is real thing or not. So I'm just going to preface this, right? I'm, I'm going to throw a number out there. Uh, 2021 season, Raheem Mostert will have more than 130 carries. Now. I'm give you some background here. He had 137 okay. in 2019 when he played all 16 games. He yeah, only, how many? He, he, he had 137 in 2019 okay. when he played all 16 games. Last okay. season, okay. 2020, he only had 104. 
So 2021, he will have more than 130. Real thing or not? Um, real thing. I'm gonna I'm going to wish health for him, and if he's healthy the entire season, he will get he will get that many touches. I mean, he had a hundred. You put the over under at 130. He had how many last year? He had 104 last year. See, see he had 104 last year, and he, and he hardly played. So he'll get over 130. I don't know how much more, but but if he's if he's healthy for 16 games, he should get more than that because he'll be utilized in the rotation more than that. So I'm gonna uh, I'm going to take the over. That's the real thing. Real thing. You're gonna take the over on that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna say not. Um, no, and, really. And, yeah, and, and this isn't even necessarily have to do with anything as it relates to. Uh, you know, his health, like, I don't think he's not going to be healthy. Um, I just think that uh, there are more carries to be had, right? And so um, you got Sermon coming in there. I think he's going to mm-hmm. get a good amount of the carries. Yep. Um, you got, uh, hopefully, uh, Wilson. I'm not really sure what, what his status is, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if he's in the mix as well, he's also showed the the fact that that he's capable. Um, and so uh, I think as a result of that, I think that will diminish um some of what's going on uh with Mostert in terms of the number of, uh, of his carries because you you know okay. it, it's it's I mean we we've seen Kyle right like he. I mean, there's not a guy, right? Like, I mean, he'll circle guys in there. He'll rotate them. He'll it's just whatever yeah, the exactly. flavor, whatever exactly. the flavor of the week is, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm thinking, you know, that consistent trio. I'm thinking that'll mean less for Radio Raheem. Plus, I mean, he's he's one of those. I mean, he's a home run hitter, right? So if, if you know if he's running the ball effectively, then I mean that's less carries for him anyway. Um, real thing or not? Uh, next one for you. Um. It was a slight by George Kittle and others not to invite Tim Tebow to tight in you. Real thing or not? Not. Not. I don't think it's a slight um, because you don't have a relationship. They're inviting the guys that they have a relationship with. So him not being a tight end and being in that um, in that circle. Um, not being in that family, not being a part of that group where these guys are talking to one another. Cause you think about it, these guys have gotten to know one another through competition, um, through their stats and, you know, teams playing against one another, watching each other from the sidelines, talking after games, exchanging jerseys. He hasn't been a part of that. He, his, this is his first Tim Tebow has realized Tim Tebow has never taken a snap at, at the tight end position in, a, in an NFL game. So he, why would he be invited to, that to hang out with that crew. He hasn't even proven that he belongs in that with that crew yet. So um, that's, I'm going to say not, that's not a slight. Uh, I'll say not as well. I, I agree with you. I, I think that this was, this is a whole, a, a, a bunch to do about nothing. Right. And, um, you know, people made a big deal about this. I think primarily just because it was Tim Tebow, right? He's so polarizing. He's such a hot topic. He's such a, uh, a well-known name, uh, but I think Kittle said it best in, in, in sort of what you just said, E.D., in terms of um, there were other guys that they wanted to invite but just couldn't invite, and they had mm-hmm. been in the league and more experienced this, that, and the other than yeah. Tebow. So it had been yeah. sort of unfair to some of those other guys as well, you know, to get the invite over Tebow. 
Um, but I think this was just, I don't want to say propaganda, but I, I, it, it was just, this This became a story for no reason. Uh, well, well it's, it's again, yeah, really. I mean, you, you have some of these talking heads and, and these reporters and blogs and everything else, these internet sites that they just want something to talk about. And Tim Tebow is polarizing, so whenever you throw his name out there, you throw a Tim Tebow or Kaepernick, people are going to pay attention to it one way or the other. So. You have you, there's nothing to write about Cap. Throw throw Tebow out there right now, and that's all it is. But, <laughs> but Tebow, T, I don't know if Tebow can play tight end in his league. I know he can't play quarterback in his league. I don't know if he can play tight end because he's never played tight end in his league. So yeah. why would I why would I be inviting him to my tight end camp when I don't even know if you're a tight end? When there like you say there are only so many slots. Let me put let me give that slot to someone that I think can benefit from it. I honestly was expecting him to get the call up either this season or next from the Mets. Um, looked like he had been making some progress in in the minors, and so I thought I thought this baseball thing was actually kind of go- going somewhere for him. So I was stunned by the whole retirement and then announcing of the return to football and all that. So, um, but I actually thought we were going to see him in a New York Mets uniform uh, sooner rather than later. But instead, he's Wearing the Jacks. Um, this is a personal one for you, Ed, and oh, is it? I, I'm is gonna, it? I'm gonna chime in too, just because. But uh, but I, but this is this is more per- personal for you. I, really, only you can answer this. But um, of all the uniforms you wore in your professional career, the uh, the freshest ones, the dopest ones. Or the '94, well, the, now they're the '94 throwbacks. But I mean, when you wore them in '94, you guys won, you guys won that thing in them. You know what I mean? And so, uh, of all the ones you wore in in your pro career, those '94, those red '94 throwbacks, uh, were were the freshest ones, real thing or not? Not. Woo! No, the night, no, the '94 red throwback was not the was not the nicest one. The road whites. The all white. The all white. That's the, that's the sweetest uniform. That's the sweetest uniform that we ever had. That that that's that may be the sweetest uniform. Um, one of the sweetest uniforms that the league has ever seen. That's that's up there. That's up there with the with the old school powder blue um, Chargers. Okay. San Diego Chargers. It's up there with that. It's up there with the um, all black one. I mean, the, the all black Ravens uniform that they wear on certain um, yeah, yeah. situations when, when they came ones. out. When they yeah. when they go black hat, black jerseys, face mask, pants, socks, shoes. That one with with nothing but that purple. And that right there is one of the sweetest things when you're sitting there. Um, and um, believe it or not, a really sweet uniform was the old school Jets in their all white when they went all white. Huh. But I, I, but um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think so. I, the sweetest, sweetest one I ever wore was the all white road throwbacks. I, I like that more than the, the the home red. The all white more. See when when now. When you guys were wearing those, I didn't really appreciate the whites as much as I do now. Like the whites are clean now, right? But 
when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate the whites as much uh, as, as I do now. And that goes with like jerseys, shoes. Mm-hmm. That goes with, like all kind of stuff, right? Like I just did like white just did nothing for me, you know, when I was a kid. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I love those red ones. Those red ones are sweet. Um, I like the white ones. I I think I I, I think you may be onto something with that. But I I I may go with the red ones here. Um, and I'm not like a big jersey guy. Uh, but like I actually may buy a red one. You know what I mean? Like I I, I think they're I think they're that sweet. I also thought those Panthers uniforms that you guys wore were pretty sweet too. When when remember when the Panthers first, you know, when they first came out, I was like, oh wow, you know, those those uniforms are pretty sweet. Um, but those oh, red yeah. those I, red throwbacks are white, pretty yeah. sweet. Panthers all white was was pretty good. You know, I actually had to talk them into, into changing the socks because with our black uniforms, they remember the first year with the Panthers, but the black uniforms they wore their blue socks. Yeah. And yeah, when I got there, I told I, I really did with the equipment guy. I was like, this is ugly. We can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I did. I was like, this can't be done. And he was like, well, that's our uniform. We can do it. And I said, whoever you got to call, you got to call. Change it right now. I was like, why are we wearing blue socks with black jerseys? I was like, just give us black socks and and just go there. And and then we were going to start wearing our, and we did it one time with our white jerseys. They wanted to wear our gray pants. And, and I was like, that's the Raiders. Like, why are you biting off the Raiders? Uh, And we did it one game. I only, I bet people don't even remember that, but one game we had. So instead of having all white, we went with the, the, the white and the um, silver pants that we wear with our black jerseys. Um and and um, but I was like no 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 as you see the all white I was like man the all white is just too clean it's just too sweet it, it when you get a chance to when you get a chance to just go um from head to toe one color that monotone like that I don't care if it's the dark or if it's the light it looks good for the most part so yeah that's 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 where I, I was wanting the all white and, and when you had the black I was like there's no this is just we look like a. I, I told him we look like a um, arena league team with the black jerseys and the blue socks and gray pants. And I was like, "This is bad. Fix it." So they did. <laughs> Jackie Miles. Jackie Miles was the guy. He called the league and he was like, "Okay, we need to switch this and do it." And and they were like, "We can't do it." And I said, "Just put them on. They won't find us all." <laughs> True. I did. I told him. I said, "Jackie, give us black socks. They're not gonna find us all." And he did it. And guess what? That became the Panthers uniform. Courtesy of me, they they should all thank me. Dude, you're you're like a uh a, a uh like a, a design a designer. No, like well, a, you know what, like man? You, a, uh, what's the word look I'm like looking? Craft- for? What's the word I'm looking if, for? A stylist. Stylist. There you go. You're if like you a stylist. Look, if, you, if you, I just live with one. If you if you look <laughs> if you look like um if you look like trash, you're probably gonna play like trash. <laughs> Well, that's what you, you are. That's what your boy Prime said, right? Hey, look, I mean, it's, look it's, good, it's, feel good, feel good, play good. It's a real, good, it's they a pay real good. thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Tell me, tell me a good team with a bad uniform. Mm-hmm. You got something to that. Uh, Even though New England comes close, because that uniform is ugly. Yeah, that that. <laughs> but it looks better than the old one. That is one of the that is one of the ugliest. That old school guy with the old the old school the guys snapping the ball. The you didn't Patriot. like you didn't yeah. like those. Dude, that is garbage. That is garbage. Really? I remember standing on the field. I remember standing on the field looking at that with Brady one time, and I was like, "This is the worst uniform ever, ever." Yeah, I thought they were awful back. I think over time, I've become to 
like them more than than originally. Like when they were originally wearing them, I was like, wow, those no, are they're trash. Bad. When you're standing um, there next to when you're standing there next to them, it's distracting. When you're playing against that uniform, because you're sitting there looking at it, and you spend so much time like that is garbage. That is booty. God, that's ugly. You're you're literally on the field in the middle of the game. You're looking at that like that is nasty. Like how do you possibly make that look sweet? It's impossible. It's impossible <laughs> to look sweet in that uniform. Like like that's bad. Like there's nothing you can do. There's no towel. There's no tie up. No tailoring. No, it's just ugly. It's just ugly. The whole color scheme, everything. It's just ugly. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so to more important things. So, so Ed, a fan of the 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 all white throwbacks, the white on white, which mm-hmm. are, which are pretty sweet in, their, in in its own right. Um, Niners will be wearing those as well as the red throwbacks as well. Uh, throughout the course of this upcoming season, I was just announced. Uh earlier in the week as well this has been real thing or not real thing or not uh, this is believe in 49ers podcast on the believe podcast network he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock um some other news coming out of uh the the 49ers um a couple of new inductees into the team's hall of fame two guys you know pretty well you're a teammate with one and you call the games of the other uh, John Taylor and Patrick Willis going to go into the, the Niners uh, Hall of Fame, um, deserving on, on, on both parts. Uh, I, 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 Absolutely. I, yeah. Without question. And, and Without question. Ta- I, mean, I mean, Taylor's a guy. Fabric. Yeah. Go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, Taylor, I mean, Taylor's a guy you, you played with and won with and, um, I mean, also, I mean, you guys, you know, the practice, you know, you went at it, you know, on on the practice field with one another as well. Which, which, uh, I feel like he's been overlooked for so long. Oh, well, yeah, he has because he didn't care. John Taylor had, first of all, he had a defensive player's mentality. We used to always talk about uh, the fact that he should have been a defensive player. He, there was nothing about John that would in any way emote wide receiver. Um, no diva, no need for recognition. Didn't have to, didn't have to be recognized walking through the mall. Didn't, didn't care about his name being in the paper. He just wanted to get out and perform. He expected to perform at the highest level. Um, he was tough, man. When he did practice, he rarely practiced. So, so rarely did he practice that when, when JT did practice, like, if he was going out, like, a full practice, rep after rep, like, if the offense was out there, we would literally look at him like, what's wrong? <laughs> Coach is like, 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 what's happening? Why are you doing this? Um, but he, Sundays, he was going to show up. He was going to go through it. He, I mean, he would, he would literally line up at practice at times and be like, okay, ED, this is my route. I'm going here. Or he'd point where he was going. <laughs> Ricky, um, Ricky Jackson used to do that, too. That's a whole different thing. But um, but JT game day he was a performer. He is one of the best athletes. He's he's top five all time athlete I've ever been around. Um, as far as just just pure athletic ability, when you combine speed and strength and quickness and jumping ability and everything, hand eye coordination, without question, one of the top five athletes I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, and then. Dude was just a gamer, a baller, just good people. I love him. I love him like family. He's, he's, well, he is family. And um, JT is the guy that I took the, when I trained 
he's the guy that I took to practice with me every day. When I lined up out by myself out there on those fields and I was doing my drill work, when I was when I was running, when I was working on all the things we just spoke of, that you can work on your hands and your feet and your brakes and angles and all of these things, and you don't have to touch another person. Well, the person I took to work with me every time, when I was out there on that field every day for those two hours, it was JT because he was because the speed, the strength, the power, everything that that the top wide receivers had, that that was it. He was he was my toughest everyday cover, and he was the guy that I took with me because he's he's bigger than you think, stronger than you could possibly imagine. Faster than every anybody would believe, because with the, with that gait and the way his legs were, it didn't look like he was moving, but he was covering some ground. And he's just a winner. Dude was just a winner. He was he he was a guy you wanted on your squad. He was he was a winner, point blank. Um, and I could go on about JT forever, because because I I love the dude, and this this award is well deserved, um, without question. Um, he is he epitomizes everything that a Niner is supposed to be he I mean you he was going to be the consummate professional he was going to produce when it matters when it matters the most he was going to produce Uh, you never had to doubt um, his readiness you never had to think no at no point would you ever think that the moment was bigger than JT. He and never ever ever did he not have fun out there playing and just knowing like okay, we're about to get these dudes. And it used to be so much fun talking to him on the sideline, just laughing and joking. <laughs> watching watching our opponents, watching the other team. He just sit there and look at him and talk to him. We'd just be talking about him. I remember those days. You know, we just talking about him, and he was like, "This dude has no idea that he's about to get destroyed." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Like, watch, watch this. Watch me do this to him. Like, watch this. Like, okay, like Ed, he's out here talking all this trash. Watch, watch." He's like, "Watch when I come off after this series," because he was like, "I know what we're about to do right now." He was like, "I'm about to break his heart." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love JT. I love it. That's <laughs> Congrats, awesome. man. And and Patrick Willis as well. I remember P. Willis retiring, and it was just sort of surreal for me. Um, just watching his watching his press conference in which he was announcing that you know he was stepping away, and and just how he just couldn't do it anymore you know and he was just honest mm-hmm. about that and mm-hmm. he, he repeated that over and over and he, he just, and i remember it was it, it stood out to me cuz he talked about his feet and and just how yeah his feet just yeah. weren't able to do you know certain things right like he just didn't have have those same feet that he had and and it yeah. really made me look at like just the 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 long je- or the lifespan of an NFL career right because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, had a, a tremendous impact but didn't necessarily play a, a – I mean, he played a long time by NFL standards, but when you look at it, 
You know, it, yeah. it 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 wasn't necessarily a long time, and it's just yeah. like wow, how much he gave of himself and his body to the game and to that organization, and so um, it it was definitely heartfelt for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, and and you you mentioned it, and I was gonna go there with his feet. His feet bothered him for a long time, and he played with that pain, and um, he got through it. And I remember having a conversation. I remember having a conversation with him when Jim Harbaugh was there, and Pat and I were talking about it. First of all, congratulations, and, and and again, I mean, I mean that's the the only the only other I mean the only other linebacker that I even remotely look at when I when I think about Patrick Willis is because uh, I never played with him. He's one of the guys I've I've been asked like you know that team and guys over over time who do you wish had been on your team and two guys the, the first two guys I always name I was like I wish I had had an opportunity to stand in the huddle with Patrick Willis. I wish that I had had a chance to laugh and joke with Frank Gore as a teammate. Those two dudes, I, I that's why I still say my, my favorite game all time, my all time favorite Niners game is those guys beating the saints. Yeah. When they beat this, when they beat the saints, that, that, that's my all time favorite Niners game because of conversations like the one I had with Patrick Willis with just the pain he had gone through and how he was hurting and his singletary years where he's banging heads and he gets Harbaugh in and they're they're banging heads and he's like just one time he's like I got these guys and like we're just out here just busting my bodies and we're playing hard and practicing hard and he was like I just he was like just one of these times man he was like I just I just wanted to mean something yeah like, it's, it's gotta mean something and um and you know and I knew he was hurting then and he fought like crazy and played at the highest level and brought guys along. He he made he he made guys play at a certain standard because he gave so much from the day he stepped on. He he was definitely a catalyst to great defenses. And again, this is this is a guy that helped uphold the standard that um, I, I say all the time when I'm talking about the colors and being a Niner. Dude's a Niner. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Both of these men deserve to be in the Niners Hall of Fame because that's just it. They are. They know what it means. It's not about being a good player and all pro, pro bowler. They know what it meant to wear those colors, the love you had to have for the game, the sacrifices you had to make for your team when you were wearing those colors, and the production that everyone was looking for when they, when you started to be in one of those spots, he wasn't afraid to be great. And uh, because, because that lack of fear allowed him to do some great things. And um, the next championship that the Niners win a piece of it is his. That's, that's why, that's why these guys are hall of famers and Patrick definitely deserves to be there. Uh, Congrats to Patrick Willis and John Taylor uh, name the two the two newest members of the 49ers Hall of Fame. Um, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. You can get all kind of inside access, just like that. That's those stories you just heard from a man, Ed. You can't get that anywhere else. Talking about Niners coverage only right here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. So uh, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Go ahead, hit that like button if your subscription service. Uh, calls for it. Uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. 
And on Instagram, I'm at WatchRayRay. He is at underscore bump and run. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.